Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. Today I'm going to talk to you about learning French. French was my first love when it comes to languages. Um, there's an expression in French, in fact, on revient toujours à ses premiers amours. You always go back to your first loves. Uh, I love French. I love all the languages that I learned, but I have a special feeling of affection for French. Uh, I studied French at school. I couldn't speak at the age of 16. I went to McGill University, had a professor who turned me on. He turned me on to French civilization. To learn a language, you got to really love the language, be committed to the language, want to be part of that community of people who speak that language. That's what happened to me. I got very keen. I ended up going to France for three years where I studied uh, political science at l'Institut d'études politiques in Paris. French is a precise language. It's the language of logic. This was the world at Sciences Po. All of our presentations had to be uh, presented. Uh, première partie, uh, part one here, deuxième partie, on this and that, on the one hand this, on the other hand that. Everything had to be presented in a very balanced way. Uh, the sort of Cartesian, uh, from Descartes, formula, which I still use in making presentations. It was a good training, not only for my French, but in all languages. Learning to be more, I would say, precise and logical in the way you present your ideas, not just running them on. Although here I'm making a presentation where I'm just running them on. So, French was the language of, of logic. And uh, I hardly recommend French, but French has some difficulties. French is difficult to understand. Uh, difficult to understand because, first of all, it's fairly monotonous. People speak in monotones. It's not like English or Swedish or tonal languages. Uh, le français, blah, 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 blah. it tends to roll along in a fairly monotonous range of tones. And also there's the nasal sounds and then the way the sound of the word is carried on to the next word. Uh, and so these are things you have to get used to. One thing I recommend insofar as pronunciation is concerned is to get used to making the sort of uh sound. Voyez-vous, uh, je crois que, uh, there's lots of uh and on. And you kind of have to pick up on that and have it flow through your pronunciation. But it's also a bit of a, an obstacle uh, when you're listening. And they also slur words together, as we do in all languages. Instead of saying, je ne sais pas, they say, je sais pas. Je sais pas, enfin, c'est-à-dire, c'est-à-dire becomes c'est-à-dire, and so forth. So these are things you have to get used to. Uh, and you should get used to the whole flavor of French. You should become a little more argumentative, but in a nice way. Uh, mais non, mais enfin, voyez-vous, non, mais c'est pas vrai. All this kind of stuff is part of the fun of being, of being French or pretending you're French and really getting into the language. Now, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. As you know, I recommend that in order to learn a language, you have to first expose yourself to a lot of the language, a lot of listening and reading. And particularly in French, where if you come up with a few words, uh, phrases that you can say, uh, je m'appelle, my name, je m'appelle Steve, my name is Steve. If you don't understand what they're saying, you're lost. So build up your comprehension, build up your vocabulary. It's relatively easy to do in French because 60% or more of the words in English come from Norman French. So you'll find a lot of words that you will recognize, even though they are obviously pronounced differently and they may mean different things in French. But this makes learning the vocabulary a lot easier than you know, Russian. 
But there's no point in trying to learn all those, what they call cognates, those words that are similar, to learn them up front. You won't remember them. You'll come across them in your listening and reading, but you'll just find that it's easier to retain the vocabulary. Now, grammar. Obviously, the big bugbear in French is the tenses. But there, I feel with grammar, you've got to try to simplify. Uh, I have a series of grammar books at home that I bought just for the fun of it, published by Dover, D-O-V-E-R. You can Google and find them on the internet. None of them is longer than 100 pages. They're very short descriptions of the grammar. Uh, that's the kind of book you need to have so that you can refer to the grammar from time to time. Because in most grammars, there aren't that many issues. In fact, I think there's probably 10 or so. When I went to learn Romanian, I made up 200 sentences in 20 different categories. I had someone translate them and record them, and I listened to these patterns of all the different key issues over and over again to get used to how they say things. Because the issue is, how do they say things in that language? Rather than complicated grammar explanations or terms that we can't deal with. Although there are some terms that are useful. Okay, sort of the, the fundamental 10 issues in any, any language are the following, in my view. One is the issue of, of how they make statements, positive statements, negative statements, and questions. So in French it's, je suis content, content, content. Again, I cognate, okay, happy, je suis content. I'm happy. Je ne suis pas content. I'm not happy. So, double. Ne pas. Ne and pas sandwich the verb. You come across that very early. It seems strange at first. Very, very quickly get used to it. A question. Est-ce que tu es content? Est-ce que? Ask a question. Or you can say, es-tu content? So, there's two ways of saying, are you happy? Or anything else for that matter. So, that's point number one. Is how do you make these positive or negative statements or how do you ask a question? Not necessarily in any order because verbs are kind of key, but you have to get used to the, what in English we call the W words. Where, when, why, who, how come, which, and most of those in French start with a Q. Quand, qui, uh, or si, combien, uh, etc. Que. And so you get used to those. Uh, you can save them if you're in link which I re very much recommend you do. And if you save them in link, of course, you get lots of examples. And the examples come in two sections in link, either from our library or from lessons you have already studied. The advantage of looking at examples from lessons you have already studied is that you probably know the words. Very often, if you're reading in a grammar book, uh, you look at examples, but you don't know the words. That's not so very helpful. So the W words. Um, pronouns, I think, is another thing. Again, none of these things are you going to master up front. You just get exposed to them. You start seeing how they perform. So, you know, the sort of this, that, these, and those <laughs> words, you know. Uh, you need to get used to those. Or pronouns, you know, moi, uh, uh, vous, à vous, and how they deal with yours, mine, my, to me. These are the kinds of things revolving around pronouns that you have to get used to. Another thing in French, gender and number. There are languages like Japanese that have no gender, no number, but in French they have both. And things like pronouns and uh, adjectives, uh, they have to agree. And verbs even agree. So those are, what do I mean by agree? Je suis content. I'm a male, so je suis content. If it was a elle, she, 
et contente. We put an E at the end. And notice how the pronunciation changes. Content. Don't hear the T. That's another thing, by the way, that makes French difficult to understand and difficult to read because a lot of letters are not pronounced. Je suis, by the way, S-U-I-S, suis, S, the second S isn't pronounced. Je suis content, content, the last T isn't pronounced. But if it's elle and it's E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, so the, the second L and the second E are kind of useless, but L-E-E-S-T, E, all you hear is E, S and T aren't pronounced. Elle est contente, and because there's an E at the end, we hear the T, otherwise we don't. Got to get used to it. Uh, it. Seems like an awful lot up front, as I say, but these are things that you can review over and over again if you have a little grammar book handy. Uh, also, because they have plural, so nous, N-O-U-S, we don't hear the S, nous sommes, S-O-M-M-E-S, we are, content, if we're all male, we just hear it, we put an S at the end and we don't even hear it. But if it's the girls, elle, plural, sont, are, contente, still sounds the same, but they've added an S at the end. However, sometimes the letters at the end that you can't hear, you do hear them if they are added on, if there's a vowel starting the next word. There's a big thing in French pronunciation is uh, carrying on the sound to the next uh, word if it starts with a um, vowel. For example, I said, on revient toujours à ses premières amours. So the z is on to the amour. Again, I'm just giving you an outline of some of the things, the joys of French that you can look forward to. Remember that everything that seems strange and overwhelming at first, and I've experienced it in learning Chinese and Russian and you name it, you eventually get used to if you give yourself enough time with the language. All right, now let's talk a bit about verbs. Very soon you'll discover that whereas in English we say I go, you go, he goes, only the he go changes. In French, every one of them changes. Je vais, tu vas, il va, nous allons, vous allez, ils vont. We just got to get used to it. Very difficult to remember these conjugations. You can spend all kinds of time poring over conjugation tables. In my experience, it's a very unsatisfying thing to do because you forget them. You might remember them for tomorrow's test and then you forget them. So you constantly have to refer to them and then you see them in context. And it's very easy nowadays, if you're on the computer, you just Google, you know, conjugate, you know, French conjugations or conjugate the verb aller or whatever. The same with true, was true, by the way, with pronouns, adjectives, anything you want to look at, you just Google, Google, and it'll be there. And of course, uh, there's a variety of tenses in French. I don't think their tenses are more difficult than our tenses are in English. Uh, but there are things there that you have to learn. And there's things like the conditional, which means like would, like I will is the future. I will go tomorrow. I would go if, so there's a condition there. I would go if, and the French, you know, instead of saying j'irai, like I will go, they'll say j'irai, I would go if. And you have to learn the endings by regularly reviewing them in tables, seeing them in context, and so forth. And that's the conditional. The subjunctive, which is a bit of a bugbear in Romance languages, it, all that means is that there are certain expressions like you have to go, I want you to go, although you went, uh, etc. 
and there are other examples, where the verb has a different form. And that's all I will say here, because you can read the explanations, and at first they won't make sense, but once you've seen them often enough, the subjunctive will start to make sense, and slowly you'll develop the habit of saying, using the subjunctive form of the verb at the appropriate time. Um, you know, basically that's about it. Relative clause, like we say, the house which is on the hill, la maison uh, que nous avons acheté, the house which we bought, that's how they form the relative clause. You've got to figure that out. There are some things that they do differently, like the French don't. Uh, they are not hungry or cold, they have hunger and they have cold. And there's a few other things like that. Largely, it's a matter of getting used to it. For French, therefore, first of all, it is a lovely language. It is, I hate to say this, but it's a bit of a prestigious language. There are countries, in Europe particularly, and even uh, now in Asia, where French is considered to be a prestigious language. It's not surprising, because we have to remember that in the 17th and 18th century, good part of the 19th century, France was one of the largest countries in terms of population in the world. Uh, France was quite a bit larger than Russia in terms of people. I don't remember the numbers. Quite a bit larger than Britain. And it was the dominant culture, dominant civilization. And there are so many goodies in French civilization, in terms of writers, in terms of painters, in terms of simply visiting France, uh, Paris, or, or in, the, you know, in the south of France, or in, the, I don't know, Annecy. The, the, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff there that you can access so much better if you speak French. Not to mention the fact that French is spoken in other countries, like in Canada, it's spoken in Eastern Canada, in Quebec and New Brunswick. It's spoken in, in many countries in Africa and uh, not to mention Belgium and Switzerland. So it's well worth the effort. But don't, even though I went through very quickly some of the issues of grammar, uh, you know, the grammar can be a bit of a stumbling block. Don't let it be. Get past it. Go past the grammar. Enjoy listening and reading. Build up your vocabulary using Link, which I would recommend. And go back and visit the grammar from time to time. Once you have some experience with the language, and you'll find that gradually, with enough exposure, some of these things start to become natural. There's a phone call, so I'm going to leave you. Thank you very much. Bye for now.